76ers drop one to the Toronto Raptors by a final score of 110 to 103. The Sixers fall to 20 and 11 on the season and still sit atop the East, but man, oh man, this one got very ugly down the stretch. What is going on, everyone? RB here. Welcome to Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Go ahead and smash that like button. Hit that subscribe if you're new and hit that notification bell so you're instantly notified whenever I upload or go live. Also, if you have not yet, go ahead and follow us on apple Podcasts, and spotify leave a rating and a review and we'll read your replies on the coming episode so i want to start off by saying this was a very nitty gritty type of game down the stretch i knew it was coming down to it um but ding 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 guess what joel Embiid is human he's a human being the science experts found <laughs> joel Embiid, uh the league mvp this year yeah that's right the league mvp had an off night he had a bad game and it happens it every mvp has the guy can't go 82 games perfect it happens it sucks that it was against the raptors and i gotta give them credit off the bat they played well they played hard they are well coached don't ever try to tell me that coaching has no significance in the game of basketball the adjustments they made down the stretch the way that they played our scores and the way that they really just manned that paint made a huge difference in this game it made an absolute huge difference. The Sixers could not get anything going. This was a game of runs. Basketball is a game of runs, but today it was very, very maximized, and you could see that. The Toronto Raptors went on a 16-0 run in the first quarter after the Sixers started off on a 9-0 run. Sixers came back with an 11-0 run. Raptors had another run of 11-0, and then they finished off with a 13-2 run. And you know what? You're not going to win a basketball game if you're the Philadelphia 76ers going almost eight minutes in the fourth quarter without scoring a basket. It's just not going to happen. Um, so in that aspect, I feel like we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. It is unreasonable to go eight minutes in the fourth quarter without making a basket. That just doesn't happen. But again, the defense of the Toronto Raptors was tenacious. They were decisive. They were all over us. And it looked bad. It looked very, very bad at times. Now, let me start off. In addition to Joel Embiid not having a good night, let me just say this. Although he finally had essentially his first bad game of the year, like this was different from the rest, his bad game was 25 points. By the way, he kept his streak going of 25 plus over the last 13 games now. So I got to give him credit for that. But um, other than going to the line 12 for 14 at the line, he shot six for 20 tonight. The Raptors made him uncomfortable. He still posted 17 rebounds. He was finding ways to contribute. But overall, and at, at one point in this game, people were saying, Joel Embiid is it. You know, the, the world is not over. We don't have to react after every loss this way. I see people saying the Sixers are done. This, like, come on, man. This was a bad loss. We shouldn't have lost this game, especially with the Raptors playing without Floppy McFlopperson. Um, but it is what it is. It is what it is. We have these guys again on Tuesday. We get our rematch. But um, at one point in this game, I didn't say Joel was having a bad game because he was simply passing out of doubles and triples. I give the Raptors credit, and Nick Nurse is a great coach. Every single play, he literally came into tonight on his game plan on the board and said, you know what? 
We are going to make Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and the rest of the shooting crew beat us. That's what we're going to do. He sent double teams every time against Embiid. He triple teamed him. He made him uncomfortable. And Embiid, at one point, I thought, started to try to put up shots to go because it seemed like he wanted to score. But, you know, you got to keep passing out. But I'll give Embiid credit. He was passing out of the doubles. He was doing just fine. But the Raptors did a good job of making him uncomfortable. But it, more so, it was the shooting off of the pass. Danny Green, Seth Curry, these guys were not shooting well or they weren't even getting open shots. At some points in this game, I thought Doc Rivers was, was rotating these players well, letting Ben run with the second unit. I thought that was nice, bringing our guys back in. But as we got down the stretch, it's like we just didn't have anyone in that could create space. It's like, you know, Tobias Harris takes the ball or Ben takes the ball. They take a couple steps up and these Raptors, they are swarming. They are swarming. It's unbelievable. I didn't even know this, but the Philadelphia 76ers have not beat Toronto on the road. And I know it's different right now. It's not we the North, it's we the South. They're playing in Florida for crying out loud. It's not even uh, Toronto. But we have not beat them on the road since Doug Collins was the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. That is absolutely mind-blowing to me. That is mind-striking to me that we have not beat these guys in, a, in almost a decade on the road and we're five and 25 in our last 30 against them they're just our kryptonite they always have our number and every single time we play these guys even earlier on in the season it was a nice late comeback but it's always close it's always scrappy and uh, i give them credit for that but yeah, our shooters could not get open. In the first half, we were shooting 4 for 17 from behind the arc, 23%. We end up shooting 29% for the game from three. Meanwhile, the Raptors shooting over 40%. Um, that's really where it came down to. And again, it came down to this late run in the fourth quarter. Boy, was it ugly. It, it was ugly. It's going to have to get looked at, and it's going to have to get addressed. But, you know, if you tell me that Tobias Harris finishes this game 6-for-17 from the field, 13 points, 1-for-9 from behind the arc, he was terrible early on. He started 1-for-9 from the field. He could not get going. Joel Embiid, your MVP player, 6-for-20 from the field. You tell me those two guys out of our main core play that way. You tell me that we shoot under 30% from three, and we go eight minutes in the fourth quarter without shooting the basketball and knocking it down and it was still a close game it was still a close game and we honestly ben simmons i'm not i'm not gonna throw shade on him we'll talk about him in one second but he missed a couple late free throws um after joel Embiid went one for two from the line if they make those free throws we might even be in position to try to win this game honestly that's how crazy it is. We were this close this game, and all of those things happened. So it was one of those games. Again, I'll give Raptors credit for adjusting late in the game, but, um, you know, it, it just came down to the little things. It came down to the little things. Talking about Ben Simmons, um, he was aggressive. He was on pace. He was rocking, and he was rolling. Ben Simmons finished this game with 28 points, led the Sixers. He had uh, 18 in the first half, six for nine from, or six for eight from the field. He was all over the place, nine rebounds, five assists, doing Ben Simmons like things. A, a great steal and a slam on the breakaway. Ben Simmons was involved tonight. This is the Ben exactly that I want to see going forward, and it's the Ben that we need. 
and I'm not going to throw shade. I know he missed those last couple free throws. However, I will say later on, especially in the fourth quarter during that scoring drought, he was another guy that could not get going. And you know why? Because every time he put the ball on the floor, the Raptors collided and he, he had to throw it out. And that's the only long-term concern I see in this game. Like, if playoff defenses are guarding us like the Toronto Raptors did, how is Ben Simmons, for example, going to negate that in the playoffs? How are some of these shooters, if they can't get open, going to negate that? And I think it's a fair question to ask in the long term. But Ben went 10 for 14 from the line tonight, was aggressive again, and he was the man. He, when we needed a bucket early on, he was getting it done, so I'll give him credit for that. I'm just a little worried about the long term. Danny and Seth, another bad, like I said, inconsistent. What are we going to do when those guys are not shooting the ball and Ben can't take a jump shot either? What are we going to do then? That's my question. Um, but I think all the things that happened bad this game, we were still in position to win. The rest were terrible this game. And I know the Sixers shot like 18 more free throws, I believe. But the, the number of fouls were almost equal. And especially late in this game, I knew in the first half when we got uh, when we had way more free throws taken. I knew they were going to give some calls to the Raptors. And late in this game, I mean, there's so many that pop up in my head. Whether it's this foul, whether it's Van Vliet getting, uh, walking and then they say that he got a timeout. Whether it's a technical and Ben Ben gets a tech even though he got fouled. Like, there was just so many late in this game. It was bad. The rest were bad. But, hey, what's new, right? What is new? We're playing on the road, not in Toronto, but in Florida. Um, it was just bad. A, a terrible performance for the refs on both sides um it was just bad and the Sixers shot 74 percent at the line you can't do that can't do that I will say we manned the glass this game even though late on there were plays where you know we just didn't we just didn't try enough and I think with like eight minutes left I mean we're watching them grab boards and mostly it's them coming around the screens I thought we started out great this game on our hot run defending the pick and roll Joel was moving over he was letting this guy bait and get back and then it just went all to the wayside. It went on, and we were letting them shoot. The Toronto Raptors, it was a three-man game tonight. It was Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet, and Chris Boucher. I expect it from VanVleet and Siakam, but Chris Boucher, this guy is a mixture of Steph Curry, Mo Bamba, and a daddy long leg spider. I mean, this dude is lanky as heck. And he is just drilling three after three after three. I'm like, come on. We got to put a man on him. And we're not we're not closing out quick enough. Um, and we're just giving him wide open threes. Late on in this game, we're giving him too many shots. Now, they did make a couple tough shots. I'll agree. Um, but, man, it, it just got so sloppy. And when you're not scoring a ball, like I said, you just can't go eight minutes without scoring a ball. You don't, When you do that in a game, especially late on, you're not winning the basketball game. And the fact that we were still even in this, the fact that we didn't get blown away in the fourth quarter is interesting to me. The last thing I'll talk about is the bench because I didn't even mention it. Um, the one positive other than Ben Simmons that I'm going to take away from this game, and I heard Doc speak in his press conference, Furkan Korkmaz is finally out of the rotation. We saw Isaiah Joe come in at the um at the time Korkmaz usually comes in. First it was Thibel, 
Uh, and then Matisse Stiebel had three fouls, um, almost back to back to back, and he had to go out. So Korkmaz came in and played two minutes in this game, went 0 for 2, by the way. But Isaiah Joe got 12 minutes of run, knocked down a three, had some pretty good defense, took a charge, and he's finally going to get the run over Furkan. So thank you, Doc Rivers. Even though Maxi didn't play, which kind of pissed me off. Um, it seems like Doc's finally going to go with the young buck in Isaiah Joe. So at least that's good. I, like I said, late on in this game, the rotations were really bad. I, uh, Joe and didn't even come back till there was six minutes, 40 seconds ago. And we needed some buckets desperately. We did. We were on a terrible drought and it's like, come on, man. Like, why is Embiid not back in this game yet? I just don't understand. But other than that, I'm glad that Furkan's going to be out and Isaiah Joe's going to get his minutes. Shake Milton went three for 11 in his first game back. That cannot happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to give him some leeway, try to get his feet under him again. Um, Thibel was in foul trouble, like I said. And Dwight Howard, the, the biggest play that stands out from Dwight Howard is him literally bear-hugging Ananobi and punching the ball as hard as he can because he was made a foul and get caught. That can't happen either. We're going to have to address the bench. That's a story for another day. Um... Sixers dropped this one, 110 to 103. It was very, very ugly. It was a game that we still could have won despite all of those insane things happening. I'm ready to get back on Tuesday and beat this Raptors team. That's all I got. You guys, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Does this signal bad for the future? Is this what the playoffs are going to be like? Hey, let me know your thoughts down below. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.